Mary, Mary, quite contrary, how does your garden grow? With silver bells and alcohol shells and... Well, some people know the nursery rhyme. Mary, Mary, quite contrary. I, I looked it up, um, and it seems as though uh, there's a little bit of a conflict of, uh, as to where this nursery rhyme had come from and quite what its meaning is. And um, uh, in, in looking it up, there might be some, uh, uh, or there is a suggestion that uh, it might be to do with uh, something to do with uh, Catholic and Protestant and, and so on. Uh, it might be to do, and that, that could be favorable uh, or, or disfavorable, depends on, on which viewpoint you're taking. Uh, it could also be uh, to do with one of the Marys, uh, uh, Queen Mary or, and so on. Uh, there's, there's some debate about that, but the problem with that is um, the queens uh, were around a few hundred years before the first written record of this particular nursery rhyme. So what is it about? Well, there is even one other suggestion, that it might have a more specific biblical reference to Mary, the mother of Jesus. And I'm not going to dissect and exegete the, uh, the, the um, nursery rhyme today, but it made me think, Mary, Mary, quite contrary. Was Mary, the mother of Jesus, as we read in our scripture reading, was she the contrary Mary? Our story uh, that we read in scripture was about a wedding, uh, an event at a wedding, and uh, 21 years ago and one week, uh, so 21 years ago last Sabbath, uh, was a, um, a very cherished uh, wedding service that I was attending. Uh, I managed to uh, be the, uh, the groom uh, at that one and uh, Emma and I got married uh, 21 years and one week ago and uh, so I know what it's like to, to be busy in, in getting ready for a, a wedding Every, anyone else here know what it's like to be getting ready for a wedding I'm looking around there's some smiles and, uh, and grins and so on uh, it can be a busy time it can be quite a busy time and for those that are involved you, you want to make sure that everything is just right everything is in order that nothing is forgotten so imagine the situation coming back to our scripture reading that suddenly Mary the mother of Jesus is aware that they've run out of something They've run out of their drink. Oh dear. You see, it wasn't just important as a drink, but um, wine in those days uh, in the Hebraic uh, system and so on uh, symbolized joy and prosperity. So if wine represented joy and prosperity, 
wouldn't that be terrible at the beginning of someone's married life that suddenly they run out of which that thing that represents joy and prosperity oh dear what to do now we're not told all the details with the whole story but uh, certainly from a, a few weeks ago when a small group of us were looking at the story we, we recognized that Mary must have had something to do with the planning process uh, we're not told quite how or what the connection was but she must have, have had something to do with it because somehow she knew before many other people did. So it's not surprising that in her knowing that they'd run out, she's part of the potential solution. What are we going to do about this problem? Jesus. My son, Jesus. Maybe he can help. This story took place, at least in the way that we have it recorded in, in John and uh, in another uh, places as well. The, uh, this story uh, took place as part of the sequence at the beginning of Jesus' ministry. So if we have a, a little think about what has just happened for Jesus in his life, we need to recognize that Jesus has just had a time in the, the wilderness. And, uh, and that time in the wilderness, there's been this temptations and so on. And before that, there was the baptism of Jesus. A baptism that at that time, there was this voice of God heard. This is my son, in whom I'm well pleased. So, for Jesus, something is about to happen. Something is about to happen. And maybe, just maybe, now was the time. Now was the time for what, though? I want to stick with Mary. Mary, quite contrary. And just for us to think a little bit about her life and the things that we know and her expectations of this child, Jesus. Child that we have remembered the birth of at this Christmas time. See, if we look in, in Luke, Luke chapter 1, verse 33, there are a few references that I'd encourage you to, to turn your Bibles open. Don't believe it just because the preacher says it. Luke chapter 1 and, uh, and verse 33. There we have the, the story of this angel coming to Mary and telling Mary what is about to happen. Verse 33 says, and he will reign, this is referring to this child that she was about to have, and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. Imagine being visited by an angel, especially you ladies. Imagine being visited and, and being told you are going to have a child, and this is who you, 
your child is going to turn out to be, someone who will reign over Israel forever. Their kingdom will never end. Would that be an amazing detail? Wow, not just a child. And a child is, is a wonderful gift. But a child who will be someone who will reign over Israel forever? Wow. You mean this is the coming Messiah? If we read on in Luke chapter 1, verse 35 it goes on to say the angel replied because she asks how does this happen the angel replied the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you so the baby uh, to be born will be holy and will be called the Son of God wow that's quite an expectation she knew even from before this child was conceived that this child would be reigning over Israel forever a never ending kingdom that this child would be the son of God amazing expectation but that was years and years ago See, Jesus was around about 30 when all of this story, this wedding feast of Cana and, and so on, started taking place. But Mary had carried this thought with her all those decades. If we also look in, in Luke chapter 1, talking about Mary... Uh, from verse uh, 28 and verse 30 it says this angel appeared to her and said greetings favored woman the Lord is with you imagine not just ladies here but any of you us gentlemen young people as well imagine if a, an angel of the Lord appeared to you said greetings favored one how would you feel wow Greetings, favored one. And then in verse 30 as well, don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her, for you have found favor with God. Wow. Mary carried with her this amazing experience that she'd had, knowing that she had found favor with God that God had chosen her to, to give birth to this God child that would go up, grow up and be a ruler of, of all Israel forever and ever that this child would be the son of God wow but when will all this take place remember what I said about the context of the wedding feast Jesus had just had this baptismal experience and this voice of God. Behold my son, I am well pleased. And then Jesus had disappeared and into the wilderness and, and been tempted and 
reappeared and gathered round him a few people, a few people that would be his disciples, his followers. And I can imagine that Mary is thinking, is it now? Will it happen now? I've been waiting for years. This favored woman of God who has had this privileged opportunity has been waiting and waiting. Is the time now? They run out of drink. They run out of wine, she says to Jesus. In a real expectant way. This favored woman. This woman who has been waiting and wanting to see this whole story unfold and come to fruition who even when Jesus was a child and, and had these visitors as shepherds, that she cherished this in her heart. She, she knew that this was an amazing experience that she was involved in. When will this all happen? And then just a, a few days old, they, they bring this child to the temple for, the, for this blessing and, and to give God thanks. And there's someone there that says, you know what, I, I, God told me that this would happen and, and I'm so glad to see it happen. And it says again that she cherished this in her heart. She'd had this amazing experience from before Jesus was conceived, through his birth, going to the temple to give thanks to God for the, the birth of this child. She knew something was going to happen. And now, after all these years, is it now? Is it now? Jesus, they've run out of wine. She said so expectantly. I kind of imagine a, a glint in her eye slight smile on her face an anticipation Jesus is it now what does Jesus say to her can you help me what does he say woman what is it to do with me or what is it to do with us? Sounds like a bit of a negative way to speak to your mother, isn't it? Uh, it depends a bit on the way that we read it. In actual fact, the, uh, the Hebraic way and the, the way that we get lost in our translation, it isn't, woman, what's it to do with me? But it's, dear mother, dear woman, Dear woman, and then we actually have, and again, something that's lost in translation, we have a Hebraic idiom, a, a way, a term, a phrase that is used. And, and more literally translated, it means, what is it to do with you and to do with me? And it can be translated in slightly other different ways as well, but all meaning the same kind of thing is, what, what, what business is it of ours? 
she must have had something to do with that wedding setup. And maybe she was kind of keeping her fingers crossed, metaphorically speaking, and hoping that Jesus was going to sort out this, this problem. But in sorting out the problem, maybe he would reveal himself. Maybe now was the time. Now was the time that he was going to show himself as being the Son of God. Woman, what's it to do with us? It wasn't that Jesus didn't care. He just needed her to know that now wasn't his time, not in a way that she expected. But he could help out. And he did. Mary, Mary, quite contrary. Despite Jesus' answer, despite Jesus saying, Now's not the time. What's it to do with you? What's it to do with me? She turns to those people that were serving and says, Whatever he says, this expectant mother, this woman who has been visited by an angel, who's been told these amazing things about this, this child, this woman who's been waiting years and years, who's heard these stories and, and can see these followers of, of her son. This woman who, who has gone from a, a humble servant girl, this is the way that she responded to the angel when it first appeared. Why, why, why would you consider this humble servant girl? This, this mother who, who is, is found in favor of God, this, this expectant mother who's looking forward to the fulfillment of the promises that have been given her. This Mary, Mary, quite contrary, is waiting to become moved from being a humble servant girl to the mother of Jesus to a worshipping woman. She turns to the servants and says... Whatever he says, do it. And again, there's a potential here of, of us missing out on, on quite what is actually meant and, and the way that she would have spoken. Because just to give you a little bit of boring information, in the Greek it's in the aorist imperative, which is a punctilial command. Okay, If I haven't lost you already, I've lost you now. But it, a, a dynamic way of, of putting it, whatever he says to you, do it, do it, is what the bit that I'm talking about. It's, it's like me saying, in my words, would be, whatever he says to you, you jolly well do it. You do it straight away. You do it without hesitation. You get on with it now. Whatever he says to you, you jolly well do it. It does make me stop and think. With my understanding of who Jesus is, of course we have a retrospective view. But with my understanding of who Jesus is, am I ready to respond to that instruction? Whatever 
Jesus says to me? Am I ready to jolly well get on and do it? Or have there been reasons this year that I've clung on to? Reasons that I haven't got on with whatever it is that God is calling me to do. This expectant mother had been the servant girl, had been the birth mother of Jesus, and was waiting for that opportunity to worship the Son of God. Eventually, there at a cross, just a few years after the story that we read, she was there at the foot of the cross with a few others, maybe wondering what went wrong. I thought that this was going to be the savior of the world, the, the one who would reign over Israel forever and ever. And now he's dying on a cross. But this expectant mother was also with that group of 120 people just a few weeks later there in the upper room when they were praying and praying and praying together and the presence of God fell among them. She had moved from being a humble servant girl who found favor with God and was expectant of who as Jesus would turn out to be and she eventually became a worshipping woman. Whatever he says to you, do it. A miracle was performed. Water was turned into wine. And there could be a lot more that we could go into in the story and what that whole incident was about and what the wine was and so on. That's not what I'm going to talk about now. I just want to finish the way that the story finished. Because the purpose of a miracle from my reading through scripture is never just to fulfill a need. The purpose of a miracle is always to bring God the glory. And maybe we need to reflect on that. This year that's gone by, times when we maybe think, maybe a miracle would have been good. Maybe we need to think about our motives of that line of thinking. But actually, would it have brought God the glory? What are you doing that is contrary to the way that God wants you to live your life? What is it that you need to say and submit to? The end of this year, next time we gather in this place of worship, it will be next year. 
So the time in between is maybe an opportunity to come before God in prayer, for you personally to seek God with your whole heart. Say, God, please forgive me for the things that I have been hesitant with, the times when I have not been so ready to, to jolly well get on and do it. And for us to make our New Year's resolution to be one that says, you know what, Jesus, in order to bring you glory, I will do whatever you say to me. Mary, Mary, quite contrary, how does your garden grow? Just drop your name in there. You, me, how does our garden grow? Are we ready to submit to Jesus at the end of this year that we can watch the power of his miracles work through our lives in the year ahead?